Welcome to the Occult London Podcast. This is a new podcast dedicated to exploring magic, mysticism, the Kabbalah, as well as other topics. If you like the podcast, please write us a review and rate us on iTunes as it will really help us to get this message out there. Also, be sure to visit our website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show. Hope you enjoy it. In today's episode, we will be continuing our discussion on some of the lesser known archangels. And we will be talking about the Archangel Salafiel. Salafiel is one of the Archangels. There's not a huge amount of information out there about him. However, he is popular in Eastern Orthodox and Byzantine Catholic traditions. And is also considered to be one of the seven Archangels before the throne in the in those traditions. He has several different titles, including the following. Zarachiel, Saltiel. Sialriel, Sialthiel, Salathiel, Saint Siathiel, Salatiel, Shiatiel. And the name usually means prayer of God, one who prays to God, or I have asked God. So it's very much associated with this kind of divine uh, communing and prayer. Salathiel is known as the archangel who governs prayer, and he's also meant to be able to help people connect with the divine through prayer and by increasing the level of focus, so removing distractions and concentrating on praying, on focusing, on that kind of awareness. And in this way, he can really be seen as an archangel who helps with meditation, as it's really that kind of skill as magicians. We develop the meditation in order to kind of find that silence within ourselves and really kind of connect with that divine energy. There's not a huge amount of information out there about him from kind of traditional texts. However, he does appear in a few different ones which I wanted to talk about. The first one is the Book of Ezra, which is also known as the Book of Esdras, or the Ezra Apocalypse. And this is an apocryphal work printed in the Vulgate and also many later Roman Catholic Bibles as an appendix to the New Testament. Salafiel appears in this particular text in a story involving the prophet Ezra, who is the great-grandfather of Noah. And the story talks about how Ezra's mind had become uh, muddled and what he was worried. He couldn't, he couldn't really think straight. Anxiety he was thinking about all the pain people are in. And also, um, yeah, I mean, it almost sounds a little bit like uh, you know, like today, sort of like dementia or something along those lines. It's this kind of cloudy mind. He couldn't think straight. He couldn't, um, you know, make any decisions. And in the story, the archangel Salafiel appears to him. And I just wanted to quote. I awakened and an extreme fearfulness went through all my body and my mind was troubled so that it fainted. So the angel that was come to talk to me held me comforted me and set me upon my feet and in the second night it came to pass that Salathiel the captain of the people came unto me saying where hast thou been and why is thy countenance so heavy knowest thou not that Israel is committed unto thee in the land of their captivity up then and eat bread and forsake us not as the shepherd that leaveth his flock in the hands of cruel wolves. 
So yeah, basically, in in essence, what it what he does, Talathiel actually clears his mind, so he kind of removes all of these distractions, all of these concerns, all these worries. He so Ezra is actually able to really kind of see his destiny um, from that point of view and become the leader that he's meant to be. Salathiel also appears in a lesser-known text known as the Book of Adam and Eve, um, also known as the Battle of Adam and Eve with Satan, which is a 6th century Christian extra non-canonical work that was discovered in the G's um, Ethiopian language and was translated from the Arabic original. And it's not recognised in some um, traditions However, it's a fascinating text. If anyone gets the chance to read this, then I'd highly recommend it. In this particular story, the, it describes what happened to Adam and Eve after they were expelled from the Garden of Eden. And it also talks very movingly about their sorrow and the struggle of the transition, going from this kind of pure divine state within the Garden of Eden to this adrift and alone in the darkness. And, you know, I think we've all had these experiences of the sort of dark night of the soul, it's this experience when everything you thought you could rely on has gone and it's just dark and you don't know what to do. And yes, Lathiel is mentioned in this book um, about sort of helping the um, Adam and Eve within this situation. And I just wanted to quote from this text because I think it's really interesting. After these things, God said unto Adam, thou didst ask of me something from the garden to be comforted therewith, and I have given thee these three tokens as a consolation to thee, that thou trust in me and my covenant with thee. For I will come and save thee, and kings shall bring me when in the flesh gold, incense, and myrrh. Gold as a token of my kingdom, incense as a token of my divinity, and myrrh as a token of my suffering and my death. But, O Adam, put these by thee in the cave, the gold that it may shed over thee by night, the incense that thou smell its sweet savour, and the myrrh to comfort thee in thy sorrow. When Adam heard these words from God, he worshipped before him. He and Eve worshipped him and gave him thanks, because he had dealt mercifully with them. Then God commanded the three angels, Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, each to bring what he had bought, and gave it to Adam, and they did so, one by one, and God commanded Suriel and Salathiel to bear up Adam and Eve, and bring them down from the top of the high mountain, and to take them to the cave of treasures. There they laid the gold on the south side of the cave, the incense on the eastern side, and the myrrh on the west, for the mouth of the cave was on the north side. The angels then comforted Adam and Eve and then departed. So it's a really beautiful piece of writing that um, from this particular text, I think. And it's um, particularly this idea, you know, they're adrift. They've been cast out of the Garden of Eden in the darkness. They don't know what to do. Terrified. And the angels come and and give, bring them these beautiful gifts and and also comfort them and bring them love and hope. And it's also interesting, I think, that the Cave of Treasures also echoes this kind of idea of the cave from Plato almost. It's this kind of darkness, um, almost like an allegory for this ignorance, this blindness that's come about through that fall. And the gold, you know, 
is very much associated with inner light, incense. Also, if you listen to the episode I did on um, the magical uses of incense, this idea of the prayers rise up with the incense. So you burn the prayer, burn the incense, and your prayers rise up with the smoke. And obviously the myrrh providing comfort. So beautiful little text there. Um, definitely recommend checking that out if people are interested. That's the Book of Adam and Eve. Um, <clears throat> it's also thought in some circles that Salafiel is also the angel mentioned in Revelation 8, 3 to 4 in the New Testament, where he's meant to present the pairs of people on earth to God in heaven. And I just wanted to quote another angel who had a golden incense. Sorry, I'll say that again. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people. On the golden altar in front of the throne, the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hand. So again, it's this idea of him gathering the prayers and burning those prayers in that incense. It's transmuting something from a material um, into spiritual and ethereal. In terms of modern day devotion, um, Salathiel is very much connected with prayer and devotion. Um, in the Eastern Orthodox traditions, he's also said to help his followers sort of break negative patterns, so things like addictions. He also helps um, children and any kind of issues around children and the innocents. And also some Orthodox Christians also ask for his guidance if they feel that their prayers are suffering from sort of distractions and coldness. From an iconography point of view, um, in sort of images and pictures, that type of thing, uh, Salathiel's usually visualised in an attitude of kind of prayer or meditation. So he normally has a downcast head and arms crossed over his heart, obviously representing Tiferet, representing that sort of divine heart within us. He's also associated with incense burning and thuribles and thurifers. So as I said, this idea of incense being this means for man to cross over from the heart, from that prayer within the heart, and rise up to heaven. In some traditions, he's also said he provides the faithful with incense on a golden altar so that the smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. In Catholic art, Salathiel is sometimes depicted as holding a water container with two fish, which obviously represents this kind of, well, lots of different symbolism with the fish, but um, it's this idea of kind of being provided for by God is one of the kind of more common things. So what can we say about Salathiel to sum him up? Um, he's a very interesting, interesting archangel and definitely worth working with, worth studying more, worth doing some meditation with um, this particular being. Um, it seems that the qualities of clearing the mind for meditation and prayer are, and focus are very much needed in, in our kind of crazy modern society at the moment. We're so wrapped up in consuming media, television, computer games, everything's about entertainment if you, if you look around. And we often just forget to sit in silence with our thoughts. And this does not necessarily mean, you know, let's be all massively religious. Um, but if you look at the actual kind of true meaning behind prayer, it's really about silencing that mind. 
Silence that monkey brain that's constantly jabbering away and telling you to watch the latest Netflix series and actually try and sort of focus that that mind in. Listen to that silence. Sit with yourself in silence. Don't have any apps. Don't have any meditation, uh, binaural beats. Just get rid of all that stuff and try and sit in silence, particularly if you can go outside into nature. It's very, very powerful. And um, just allow yourself, your kind of inner self, to just start speaking to you. And um, you'll find that you get some amazing results if you start doing that. Just sitting in silence and being with yourself. And I think if we kind of focus on silence and asking for Salafiel's help, we can, yeah, we can really sort of try to unwrap our dependence on stuff that is outside of us and really begin to see what's important and really matters to us and our families that's all we've got time for tonight thanks very much everybody i hope you've enjoyed it please make sure to visit the website at occultlondon.co.uk where you can subscribe to the show thanks <laughs>